Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about taking action when all you want to do is quit on your marriage. And Amy Morin had this to say about quitting. She said, quitting because you don't want to be uncomfortable will prevent you from growing. And I would wrap that all around marriage and say it's the exact same thing Mm. when we're talking about your marriage. Welcome to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We are so excited to have you here. And we start every episode with a hug. A hug is really an opportunity for us to celebrate where where you are in your marriage, what you've accomplished, and and even just the journey mm-hmm. for a lot of you that you are on in this. And the hug comes from uh, an email that we received that said, I just wanted to share how much your podcasts have meant to me over the last year or so that I've been listening. So much practical wisdom and a huge encouragement for me to do all I could to strengthen my already wonderful marriage. Sadly, my husband of 20 years passed away after a short but intense bout with brain cancer at age 43. Mm. I never imagined I would get an email about marriage and realize this doesn't apply to me anymore. And although I'm very sad about that part, I'm still encouraged by you two and have been sharing your podcast and book with other couples. My nephew just got married and this week I shared an episode with his sweet young bride. She immediately listened and said she was hooked. She said her podcast to play through from the beginning episode. (laughs) I'm also giving her my copy of the six pillars of intimacy. And I'm excited to think about how this could affect the trajectory of their relationship as they begin their journey. Thank you for doing what you do. Mm. Yeah. You know, I was not expecting to get that (laughs) emotional sharing that hug with you all. We get to celebrate hugs are celebrations. Right. And, um, even though the beginning of this hug is a tough one, I think for any of us who have been married for any length of time to think about, losing your spouse at such a young age. Yes, you can find somebody else. Yes, you can do all that. But, you know, after 20 years of marriage, that, that's, a, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Elise and I, as of this recording, we just celebrated our 26th wedding anniversary. And so you think about those things. Like, what would life be like? And what I would say to each and every one of you and to us is live, Mm. live this life because we have it. And what are we doing in those times when we feel like, gosh, it's not working the way we wanted it to. Mm -hmm. It's not going the way we thought it would. It's, it's not, I I don't feel the way I thought I was going to feel this, this many years in and yet to go, what can I do Mm -hmm. and go, this is what we have. And so what are we going to do to make this marriage extraordinary? I am so glad that Tony can pick up when I am just like a wreck in the middle of an episode because like I, 
just a quick little behind the scenes with Tony and Lisa. Um, I prepare all the episode notes. Like I knew that hug was going in there. I had actually read it. it it's in there, our notes. It's, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And, and I had prepared the episode, right? We're talking about, you know, what happens when you want to quit. And even though I had read the hug and I had teared up reading the hug before, I think putting it in this episode, um, you know, a, a couple that didn't choose to quit, mm-hmm. their marriage was essentially taken from them through death. Um, makes the rest of this episode that much more critical mm-hmm. or crucial because just, you know, like I remember reading even in that where um, the first time I read through it, you know, I never expected to get an email from you guys that didn't apply to me. Mm-hmm. And, and that hit me because, you know, I hear, and we get so many other emails that talk about the fact that, you know, one spouse or another wants to quit or, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. It's too hard. Or, you know, the, I don't think, you know, the comments that say, I don't think we can fix this or it wasn't supposed to be this way or what happened to us. And this has been a bit of a refrain, you know, and we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been, you know, behind these microphones for 12 and a half years. We have seen cycles. Absolutely. Um, we, we know that, that marriage is cyclical in society. And so it's not like, we're often not surprised, but there's been an intensity to this kind of thought pattern of, I want to quit. This is really hard. I don't know if I can do this anymore. And, and so I think it just hit me as I was sharing that hug with you all at the beginning. It's like, this wife didn't want to quit hmm. and things were really hard. And I know it was medically related. And I know so many of you are like, but Elisa, you don't know what's going on in my marriage. And I will tell you, I sit behind my Zoom screen on the computer countless hours a week. I probably do have a pretty good idea of what's happening in the marriages in the one family, the ones where you're thinking, I want to quit. The ones where you send us a message saying, hey, we filed for divorce, but we're not sure. And and the clock's ticking because we've got 90 days until that divorce is final right? The the situations where you're like, we haven't been able to talk. The situations where you're saying we haven't had sex in forever. And I, and I understand, we understand that sometimes there's just this, this feeling of helplessness because of the circumstances that the two of you find yourselves in, or, or it's hopelessness over not knowing what actions to take. And I will tell you that when helplessness and hopelessness collide, you can get to a point where you're making statements like, well, we should just end it. Or I've got to be resigned that I'm going to be miserable. I actually had a wife tell me that in a coaching session the other day. I've just got to be resigned to the fact that my life's just going to be miserable. Or divorce is going to clearly be a better option for us. And it is interesting that, that we're recording this episode the day after our 26th wedding anniversary. Um, Wow, I'm so emotional today Um, because Tony and I get it. The fact that we made it to 26. um, And in love. And in love, yeah. I think happier than... And still in life. And joyful and and, uh, truly more in love now than we have ever been. I I think each and every year passes and and we say that. And yet, I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. Even over the ups and downs that we had in this past year and, and we truly know what it means to be one Mm -hmm. 26 years in. Well, and, and I think about, well, so yesterday morning, Tony and I went out and 
had spent the whole day together, but we started having Chick-fil-A for breakfast and Chick-fil-A is right next to Starbucks. And so I had walked over to Starbucks to get my coffee and I was walking back and I'm just holding this cup of coffee, walking back towards Tony and thinking about, you know, 26 years ago while I was on this horse and carriage waiting to show up, um, to meet him and just thinking like literally it was like one of those movie montages where your entire life flashes before you. And I could see all of these different situations in our marriage. And I thought about all the times you guys, I thought about all the times that I wanted to quit. Hmm. You know, the times that were really hard, the times like, you know, where, where we weren't getting along the times where there were hard words, the times where, where we were essentially sleeping on opposite sides of the bed because nobody wanted to touch anybody in the middle. And I thought about all those times and then I thought, oh my gosh, you know, we didn't quit. We didn't quit. And, and if you get nothing else out of this, I want to encourage each and every one of you, give your marriage everything you've got. Because hanging in there, sometimes being really stubborn, it's like a coaching client asked me the other day. She said, uh, she goes, Elisa, you know, we're just dealing with some stuff in, in our marriage and, and I'm curious. She goes, you know, I've listened to the episodes where, you know, and even the one last week talking about flirting where Tony talked about flirting with other women. And I, I know that you've lost a child and she's like, how did you, how did you reengage? Hmm. How, how did you some of the toughest moments? How did you come back? And to be quite mm-hmm. honest, those were probably the two where like most definitely I wanted to quit. I was like, this is, this is too hard. You know, when, when I find you find out that your husband's flirting with other women and you're like, whoa, why am I not enough? Or, or the two of you lose a child and, and grief is so different between husbands and wives. And it's like, you know what? He's not, he doesn't feel the way I feel and he doesn't experience and he's not connected with me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm out. I'm out. I will be physically present, but I will be emotionally absent. Mm-hmm. And that was two years. That's yeah. two years of our marriage. You know, and and we're going to get a little bit more to how we work through that. But but I want you to know, if you're thinking right now, I want to quit. The two people behind this microphone, we've been there. We have been there and we know how hard it is. And, you know, last week on Instagram um, stories where we always do our polls and whatnot, we asked all of you, have you ever felt like giving up or walking away from your marriage? And 55% of you said yes, Hmm. which is probably pretty close to the statistical averages around divorce. Mm. A little higher. That's a a bit higher. It's a bit higher. You haven't taken action. Yeah, statistically, it's about 40%. Um, But we then asked the question, when you felt like giving up or walking away from your marriage, what did you do to re-engage? And, you know, some of you, you know, the, the one family... I think there's something that we need to share with you guys. And we say it from time to time, but it always bears repeating the honesty and transparency that you all give us, especially around a question like this. um, We know that's a gift. Mm -hmm. We know that you all will tell us things that you might not tell other people. And we, we treasure that because some of the responses were, this is exactly where we are. We're separated and we're working on our marriage. Another response was, I don't know what to do. Another, we're still working through the infidelity. And then there were the responses from those of you who have been down this journey and you share things like, we started coaching. We went to a counselor. We started doing dates again. One I've seen a lot, I've heard um, many times. We started with a sex challenge. We made connection intentional. Personal favorite. We read the six pillars of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And the other one is many of you have found this podcast in that time of desperation. Mm-hmm. 
you went searching. You were looking. You were at a low point. You were in your mind going, I want to quit. It's time. We need to we need to move on. And so you went searching. And truth be told, you found this podcast for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. You know, some of you also talked about the the hard and the heartfelt conversations that maybe you hadn't had before and and you know, when it got really real because sometimes that's what has to happen. And, you know, the, I think the uh familiar term is hitting rock bottom. Mm. Sometimes those are the most real conversations the two of you will have. Reminds me of Bose Cafe. Old book. Mm-hmm. Old book. Um gosh, I'll put a link to it here. It's a fictional book about a a couple in their journey and they're they're at that point like uh there's yelling and arguing and screaming in the house and the wife basically kicks him out kicks out the husband and mm-hmm. um and he hits rock bottom but the the sage the wise man who comes alongside the husband one of his big lines is when you take off your mask your love for who you truly are mm-hmm. um and i think a lot of times in marriage we'll throw on these masks even around our spouse because we want to have this persona, we want to have this um, exterior um, perception mm-hmm. of who we are to our spouse. And yet, once we take off those masks, we get to be loved for who we truly are. And I think a lot of times we get to this place where I want to quit, and you even said it, we had those heartfelt conversations. We got to let it all out. We got to have those moments. We don't have them at times. And even Elisa and I, I can, I can sense when things are, they're, they're, they're tense and having those conversations and allowing one another to express where they are, the tears, the, the hurts, the pains. Mm. Wow. What becomes, what happens in those moments are, are pretty surreal at times. Mm Mm-hmm few others that the two of you, or the two of you, that many of you shared, um, you prayed. You reminded yourself that God doesn't want broken marriages. You took a marriage course mm-hmm. with mentors. You know, the re-engagement, it requires action. When you want to quit, you're going to actually have to do something different. Because when you've gotten to that place where you're like, this is too hard, I want to quit. Um, you can get into a place where you're not taking action, where you're just like, you know what, I'm going to throw my hands up in the air and, and not like I don't care. Well, actually, it is like you don't care, right? Um, like the old song says, but you you throw your hands up and you're like, I can't do anything. And and I, I want to share it. Like I've got a coaching couple that I'm working with and they're they're battling for their marriage, right? Divorce has been discussed. And I had a session with them the other day and and you know they were talking about, just some of the wins over the last week. And they were sharing with me about intentional communication. And the wife looked at me, she goes, Lisa, it's really hard. It's really hard. And I said, it is. But then I looked at the husband and I go, how's that going? And he shared with me, he's like, yeah, I got a text in the middle of my workout. And my first response was, oh no, what did I do? He's like, and then I looked and she was just apologizing Mm. for something. And you could see you could see the softening in her or well in him and also the impact on her. And I want to say sometimes the hardest things are the ones that will unlock and start the shift away from the, I want to quit to let's try and work on this. 
And, and we have to talk about how to break those I want to quit thoughts because those thoughts, I want to tell y'all, like those thoughts, when they start getting rehearsed, they get pretty powerful and they will turn into a vicious cycle in your head. So we want to talk about how to break those thoughts after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. We're back and we're talking about what to do when the I want to quit thought is on repeat in your head. And I just want to say one thing from Bo's Cafe. It hit me. Yeah. The line is when you take off your mask, you'll, you'll be loved more, not less for who you truly are. Mm-hmm. And I really want, as we, as we step into this segment here of the podcast and, and what you can do, I'm just in here going, okay, what happens this week if you take that step of going, I'm going to take off a mask Mm. and knowing that you're stepping into it, going, I'm going to be loved more, not less for going down this path. And for some of you. You may be, have held this stuff in for 5, 10, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And you're going like, there's no way, Tony. And I do believe it's once we step into this place, that's where our freedom comes. Mm-hmm. That's where the breakthrough comes. That's where we get to experience the extraordinary. No more facade, no more faking, no more mask, no more hiding. We're, we're actually going to go stepping into this thing going, I'm all in. Mm. Because if we don't, then what are we doing? Like, what what are you doing? And it may mean that you do need to get help. And I'm going to share this right now. If you need to apply for coaching, apply for marriage coaching, you can do that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. Some of us need help along the path and along the journey. And it's okay. When I went to hike the Pacific Crest Trail, I went, on my, I went out there solo. I was going to do it on my own. And guess what? I had people walk up, come alongside me, and that made the journey so much more easier at times. Mm-hmm. It was still tough, and yet I was able to complete that journey. Mm. And maybe for you, this is where you're at in your journey. You got to go, you know what? We've been doing this alone. Nobody knows what's going on. We sit in the dark, and maybe it's time to shine some light on it and let somebody in so you can both take off your masks. And have somebody who can walk alongside you, hold you accountable, and give you actionable steps to move forward together. I was just thinking with that analogy with the PCT, even though you had people come alongside you, you know, people that you ended up hiking with, you still had to walk every single step. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of that has to do with, you know, walking, walking away from the I want to quit and into the let's, 
let's work on this is you still have to do the work. <laughs> Right. They're, like I tell a lot of my coaching clients, probably all of them at some point in time, um, there's no magic wand. There's no fairy dust. I do not, when we start coaching, send you the red ruby slippers and tell you to click three, click your heels three times and say, you know, there's no place like a perfect marriage. Y you still got to do the stuff. And, and, you know, as you start to make this plan for breaking those thoughts, it's important to start with the circumstances that brought the two of you to this point. Right. Like, how'd you get here? And actually really dig into that, you know, in coaching sessions, you know, even though I have a client's application in front of me that says, Hey, what's the situation that brought you to coaching? I almost always start with some form of the question, Hey, what, are, what brought you here? Like, why marriage coaching now? And the reason I ask this question is because like, you need to actually verbalize, how did we get here? Hmm. We talk to you and share with you all the time about how your words have power, but when you start to reflect and actually verbalize, how did we get here? There may be part of the answer on how to change things in understanding how you got to where you were. Because likely, you need to do the opposite. Or you need to make a detour. You need to do that kind of thing. It also helps you when you start evaluating what are the circumstances to getting to this place of I want to quit. You start to see in more instances than not that you both had a role mm. in getting here. I I've been coaching for close to 10 years now. Yeah, close to 10 years. Um, hundreds, hundreds of couples. Very rarely, in fact, I can't think of one instance where it's been 100% one person's fault or responsibility or take the blame for the circumstances that a couple finds themselves in. Mm. You're in a marriage. There's a dynamic between the two of you. There's, I, now maybe it's 98-2, <laughs> maybe it's, you know, 70-30, but there's a dynamic that has contributed to what's going on in your marriage. And I'm sure if you look at your six pillars of intimacy and you look at each one individually, you can probably see some where have cracks in them that you have to take the, the majority of the responsibility and, and others you're probably looking at going, well, that's my spouse. Then that's why that pillar has a crack in it as well. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's okay to acknowledge that, but be careful where you start throwing that blame around. Cause if you want to quit and the blame starts getting thrown around, pretty heavily, it makes it really hard for people to engage. Mm. We tend to go on defensive when we're being blamed. And that, so like, as you start to identify the circumstances, the next part of that is where can you be intentional and take action? You know, we shared some of the things that you guys have done, you know, just a few minutes ago, like you, you went to coaching, you started dating one another again. It's amazing what dating and being intentional with your time can do. Um, you started praying, you started reading the six pillars of intimacy. you started doing something something and maybe you try something and it doesn't work perfectly you know what that doesn't mean that like the marriage is over it means try something else exhaust all of your options look at what's going on in your situation and say hey what makes sense for us right now what can i do what can we do because the feelings guys the feelings don't change until the actions do they don't you know i, I told you earlier in this episode about this coaching client who said, Elisa, what did you, what did you do? How did you re-engage? And, and I shared with her very specifically, you know, especially after the loss of our child, um, that was in December of 2004 and Valentine's day, 2005, Tony's parents had thought it would be wonderful. You know, they volunteered to watch Alex and they're like, you guys go get away for a weekend. And I'm like, this is the lousiest idea my in-laws ever had. Cause I didn't want to spend time alone with Tony. Hmm. 
I, I remember that one. I didn't. And I was telling this client the other day, I'm like, I can still, I could probably paint for you the pictures that were in the dining room of this resort where we were staying at. And the reason I could is because I stared at them for every meal. I wasn't engaging. Tony and I slept like we'd gotten a king size bed. They're like, oh, we'll get you a king size bed. I'm like, yay. Um, because I was so excited because I'm like, sweet, there'll be more room in between the two of us and I don't even have to sleep next to Tony. That, that's how disconnected we were. And I shared with her that when, when Tony told me about flirting in those business trips, like I literally had to go get in the car and, and I, you know, I got out in the car and I'm like, okay, God, you're going to have to do something because I want nothing to do with this man right now. Like those were my immediate reactions, you guys. But here we are. And we just celebrated 26. And what I told this client was we had to take action. We started working with counselors and we've had different counselors and coaches over the years. We had to get intentional about our connection and make our conversations a priority. And has it been perfect all the time? No, we're not perfect. Tony and I are not perfect. We still hurt each other's feelings. Well, I am. How does that come up in almost every <laughs> Okay, I'm going to burst the bubble. Tony is not perfect. Um, Yesterday I was. You you put together an amazing anniversary. Yes. Yes. Couples massage. Highly recommend it. Uh, Rancho Bernardo Inn in San Diego. Highly recommend it. But, but we had to do some very intentional things. We had to pray for our marriage. We had to like down on your knees, crying out to God, pray for our marriage and pray for a shift, not just in our spouse, because that's really easy to ask God to do. Like, dear God, fix my spouse and whatever's going on with them. You just like make it all better. But you really to turn those prayers back on ourselves, dear God, highlight to me my role in this. Highlight to me what I can do differently. Show me what I'm supposed to be doing here. Not just fix the, fix the spouse, because that's, again, like I said, super easy. But we had we had to do a lot of different things. And I will tell you that one of the craziest things that we did was we started a sex challenge. You guys, and I'm not saying that's the solution for everybody, but I just want to walk you down the journey. We started a sex challenge that, that led to us rediscovering one another, that led to us enjoying spending time with each other, that led to us going, wait a minute, maybe I don't want to quit because I actually do like this guy. This story has come up a lot lately, you know, just people mm -hmm. were talking, asking us about it. And yeah which I love because it always takes me back to this place of driving in Poway, California in a blue Dodge caravan, looking at my husband at like 6.30 in the afternoon as the sun was setting and going, I like him. I like him. And let me just put that in context. That was after 11 years of marriage. So there was a lot that happened prior to that, that we were overcoming. And there was a lot of struggle. And, and many of you are like, oh, it's just a sex challenge. And we can and we can highlight it and what we did during it, obviously. And yet there were a lot of emotions. There was a lot of stuff that was going on between Elisa and I. And there are a lot of things that we had to overcome. And the mindset that we had and and the past that we had gone through. And were we willing to make a commitment to one another? like we did when we said, I do on October 5th, 1996. And maybe for you, it is a sex challenge. Maybe for you, it's saying I do. And we're going to step in and we're going to get a, a marriage coach. We're going to go see a counselor. Maybe it's saying 
I do that we're going to make connection, this marriage a priority. We're mm-hmm. not going to we're not going to let the kids and everybody else get their piece and then we give each other the last of what we have. But instead we're going to give the first of what we have to one another so that way we are the strong foundation and everything else can be built upon that. But if we have a shaky foundation, everything crumbles. Maybe you're going to step in and go, "You know what? We're going to pray together." We're going we're gonna to step into this thing and go, you know, this is our ability. This is where we can stand in faith together and get out of, oh, well, I have my own relationship and you have your own relationship, and yet we haven't come together in our spiritual intimacy and said, no, this is ours. Mm-hmm. For, for all of you, it's going to be something different. For each of you, it's going to be something different. For some of you... It's going to be one or two of these, maybe three of these that you're looking at and you're putting into play. Here's the thing. Are you going to stand upon what you said on your wedding day, that commitment that I do? Because it's a commitment. And a commitment means you stick with it, even through the tough times, even through the times when you want to quit. I get it. If you've been sexually abused, physically abused, emotionally abused. Yes, get help, get out, get safe. You guys know us well enough that that is what we believe. I do not, nor Elisa, want you to be in a marriage where you are being talked down to, that you're being cussed at, that you're being physically or sexually abused. That is uncalled for. It's not acceptable. It's not what God had intended for marriage. So please get help, okay? We're talking to those of you who are sitting there going, I don't feel in love right now. Mm-hmm. I get it. 26 years in, there are still some times when Elisa and I can get to a place where I don't feel in love. And yet, I will look at my pillars of intimacy, determine where there's some cracks, and step in and go, where can we be intentional and where can we take action? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sitting here standing. We stand when we podcast. Um, I'm standing here and I'm, I'm thinking about all of this and you know, just think about the fact that I think in a lot of cases, those thoughts of I want to quit are, are a cry for things to be different. It, it comes out of a place of pain and, and not knowing what to do. And, and you know, in that, I just want to remind you that in order for the pain to go away, it's not just, it's not just cutting things off and being like, I'm walking out of this and and I'm done. It's going, okay, what, what can we do through our actions to create our own extraordinary marriage? What can we do to, to be proactive instead of just reacting to the circumstances and saying, well, this is the, this is as good as it gets. And this is good. I'm going to be miserable. But instead saying, Hey, wait a minute. What happens if like Tony says, we go all in. What does your marriage look like if the two of you are all in at the same time? Mm. You may not have ever had that experience before, but I challenge you this week. What happens? What happens if you go all in for your marriage and your spouse goes all in and you start to make one another a priority? My guess is those I want to quit thoughts start to get quieter because you might just discover that you like this person that you say you love. Mm, that's good. This week, this week, your mantra is I'm all in instead of I want to quit. That is it. That's your mindset challenge. Go into it going, I'm all in. 
and snuff out that voice that says, I want to quit. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. If you need us, we are here for you. We love you guys. We are pressing in for you. We are believing for you. We are praying for you because we know that the battle is won right now. And yet it's you going out, taking action, being intentional in your marriage. And that's where the victory comes. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.